0: Welcome back to the Hour Time Podcast. We have to do it like the YouTubers do it. Welcome back to the Hour Time Podcast. I'm John Biggs. I'm Private Pile. <laughs> I am Nicholas DeLeon. Oh, I forgot to say I'm the, excited. The, the, the catchphrase. Anyway, <laughs> the uh, the big big shoe today is going to be all about uh, the Omega Speedmaster, uh, modding watches, and happy Father's Day to the fathers out there. Oh. What, what are you going to buy? What are you getting for the fathers? What's good for fathers? In terms of watches or just stuff? I don't watches. Let's say let's
1: start with watches and then we'll stuff. I feel like my dad's not a watch guy. I don't think he cares. Uh, he's a big Apple Watch guy. He's a big Apple guy generally. Okay. Uh, so maybe a nice strap. I don't think he needs the Apple Watch Ultra necessarily. Why not? Why doesn't your dad need the Apple Watch Ultra? Because he doesn't really do ultra stuff. You know he's not doing marathons, <laughs> or hikes. He, or, he doesn't do ultra stuff.
0: He doesn't do no does ultra he, stuff. Does he, out he hike? There in Queens. Does he ever go lost in the woods?
1: No, no, really never. He watches MSNBC and gets mad at events of the day.
0: So, why doesn't he get an Apple Watch Ultra so he can like measure his heart rate and make sure he doesn't get a myocardial infarction? Get get those news
2: alerts to the watch so he can get mad instantly. I think he's got a
0: regular watch. How about this? How about this? What about this guy? What is is that? Oh, this is the new. That's my new camera. Uh, This is the Casio. This is the Casio. It's the uh, the, the, the 5600 Bluetooth thing. 5600 Bluetooth, yes. Now, this. Okay, so if dad wants something that he can take down into the like does he ever work on the like like with wood or like a hammer
1: oh uh, yeah he does he does like yard stuff like that yeah
0: this is a solid this is a solid outdoor watch it's got it's got the full deal on it it's got your uh uh which we call it your heart heart rate sensor oh i see it's yeah. got step counters and it's got your notifications now this is the equivalent of an apple watch but in a in a case that's going to survive sure. like five minutes of beating right does it give you I
2: notifications mean, when your heart rate goes too high
0: no it's not that powerful, uh, ah. but it does, mm. it does like, I think it tells you to like, you, there's a meditation app on here, but I mean, it's like cheese ball. Cause it's all like LCD, yeah. but again, right. Casio does a good, this is, a, this is probably one of the better smartwatches you're going to get, especially if you don't want a smartwatch. Like really? if you don't want a smartwatch, this is like super rugged. It does exactly what you want. It takes a bit lasts about like a week on the charge. Yeah. It's but also it's solar. It's yeah. also solar powered.
2: I what is the, the price uh, point for that thing? What is that? Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, hold on. I had it here. I was actually gonna write the review and then I haven't I literally haven't written the view since I've held on to it because I'm driving myself nuts with everything else. Two ninety nine. <laughs> two ninety nine.
2: Three hundred bones.
0: Three hundred bones for uh, for okay, so but then let's okay, let's look at the apple watch. How much is the apple watch? I was just gonna
2: say and I know the apple know. watch is two hundred seventy nine yeah. or three hundred bones uh, also.
0: Okay, well okay, it's, let's it's a say Apple Watch Ultra because you want the rugged. Oh, the ultra is like eight hundred bucks. Eight hundred dollars, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that's needlessly expensive. So, let's, or at least so, in titanium, pop, it's eight
2: hundred bucks. I don't know what it is in, in stainless or something, but. So
0: pop, if you need, if you want to get something for pops, get that watch as opposed to the seven ninety nine ultra titanium Starlight Alpine Lube BS. Or sure. Whatever. Don't don't do don't don't go don't go uh, don't go Apple if he needs if he needs don't, a rugged don't watch. go
2: changing to try and please me.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That foolish notion, something like that. I forget what that. Never worked that so hard before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? My dad's dead, okay. so I can't really uh, mention anything for him. Yeah, Maybe my I, dad's
2: still around. He doesn't wear a watch anymore at, at all. He gave up on ring watches. So what's the point? Really,
0: really? But yeah, I would. Thermopen. Thermopen is another thing I'm going to put in.
2: What is a thermopen? What is
0: a thermopen? Thermopen is from ThermoWorks. So. Thermopen is a is a kitchen uh, what you call it kitchen uh, thermometer. Okay. And Thermo-pen. a lot of people don't know that they need a kitchen thermometer, but you need a kitchen
2: thermometer. Really, one hundred
0: percent, you need a kitchen thermometer.
2: What, what am I doing? What am I doing with a the kitchen thermometer, John? Why would so, I want one of these things? So, for example, they have a
0: multi, they have number of these things. I'll put a cooking alarm. So there's one thing that's like a cooking alarm. So you say you, want to, uh, you say you want to have like multiple hamburgers on the grill or something like that, and you want to make sure that they're at the right temperature, the internal temperature, sure. and you want your burger at 165 or something like that. And it's especially good if you have kids, because the kids don't like them red or whatever, so you got to hit, hit it exactly the right temperature. You could look at it, you can eyeball it, you could cut it, but if you have a thermal pen, you just, you just goose it with the thermal pen, and you know it's 165 internally. I use it all the time. Every like for every single, I, I I even use it for bread. If I'm making bread, bread has to be like two ten internally, uh, and I'll and I'll, I'll hit
2: it with the thermal pen. I'll see what's going on inside. That and like one of those laser laser thermometers. I, I got a laser thermometer. My dad has been making burgers for like sixty years. He's he's not gonna do a thermal pen in any way. He okay. Well, just because you're just <laughs> right. Am I wrong? Just because uh, you're He's been making burgers for sixty years. What does he want with this? newfangled stuff that's not going to change his life what, what, just because what your here? dad
0: is a uh is a luddite doesn't mean the, the rest man of who us needs have to nothing suffer. yeah i know all right what else we got anything else i think that's it for the minor stuff no <laughs> Nicholas the minors. father's <laughs> well, day minor
1: well there was big news in the watch We're in the not watch getting anything all right let's talk about
0: let's talk about this there's
1: a whole situation that i'm
2: vaguely aware of all right so okay auction house, let's, let's do this step by step. We'll take you through it piece by piece, right? Auction houses sell watches. Sotheby's, Phillips, um, and and others, right? They they will auction off these unique and interesting and old watches, right? Sure. Okay. And collectors will, will decide it's time to unload a bunch of watches and they'll list theirs with these auction houses and sell them. But sometimes watches come through other avenues right and in this case uh there was a guy named periscope which i think is periscope.com and bloomberg Mm -hmm. covered it and nzz which is a uh, an industry newspaper in switzerland covered it and there was an interesting omega speedmaster 2915 with a particularly early serial number and it had factory documentation and the Omega museum extract, which is supposed to document and authenticate that a watch is what it says it is. Mm -hmm. And the, the museum extract doesn't really do that. This was from 19 seven. This is 1957. Yeah. Yeah, 1957. And the, the Omega extract doesn't really do that in great detail, but it says that this is a movement and this movement shipped in this watch. And and it, it helps you legitimize your watch. Right. And this watch had all that jazz and it sold for some ridiculously high amount. What was that high amount? Was it yeah, 3.4 million? Ooh. What?
0: So That's- it's 3.4 mil- so so the, the important thing to consider this is like one of the first movements the worst watches using this movement has brought our brought, brought our hands it's got a it's got a uh, it's got tropical a tropical dial. face. So the dial the dial used to be black but it turned brown. Oh so really? It's like I'd- so so pretty It's like so sexy that way. Yeah. So people are all excited about that. Um, and like, and now if you think about what, what's happening here, it's like, it's really, really hard to get a tropical dial you can fake it. But to like get an actual tropical dial where you know that it used to be black is, is fairly unusual. So this is kind of like, you know, that it's really from 1957. So they, so they won it, the Omega Speedmaster for 3.5 and who won it? Omega. So this is, and Ta-da. this is the, this is the watch. <laughs> this is the, this is the equivalent of the moon watch. And I, I the, the, the actual NASA astronauts didn't wear like a, a baton hand. They
2: wore the broad arrow hands, right? Yeah. Yeah. And actually at the auction, there was a real astronaut's watch that was being auctioned as well. I, I forget which one it was, but they, they had a real one that was worn in space kind of thing. Yeah. Worn by but an this, astronaut.
0: This one sold for 3.5. Now.
2: Yeah. Okay, so so this one had all the documentation, had all the factory goods. Periscope looked at it and looked at another watch that had been issued to the I want to say Portuguese Air Force or something like that. Or I forget maybe it was a South American country. The Air Knights Force.
1: Templar, you mean? But, the
2: Knights but, Templar, yes. But, That's exactly who they are. Wiki that goes. one was of a later serial number, had a later case back, and had a dial that wasn't exactly tropical out. And what it it looked like is that all of the Indus markers matched, all of the loom matched, all of the mm. little splotches and, and irregular shapes in the hour markers matched up and Paris periscope figured out that this was the same watch. Well, there's, there's another thing. So if you'll read this, this is from,
0: uh, whatever, Neu Zurker think the, yeah, the newspaper. Yeah. And it says, uh, This watch should be rare, but it looked rare, but it looked like the dial of the watch that Burden watch collector and dealer Paul, whose name has been changed, had offered for sale to various people a few months earlier in vain. Paul had asked 50,000 francs for a Speedmaster. Couldn't get rid of it at that price because the watch was pieced together of some of the components and some of the components didn't even fit together. So Paul's watch, uh, let's see. So, so it turns out that Paul's watch, this guy's watch, a little later, a Speedmaster with the same distinctive dial, but without all the aforementioned flaws, showed up at Phillips Auction. How does this come about? And how does it come about?
2: Well, it came about in part because it, it went through these people that had access to the parts and replaced one of the bridges on the movement with a different serial number. They, they faked part of the movement that carries the serial mm. number and replaced it with one that bore an earlier serial number to make it be this more valuable thing. Those people were employed in a really interesting place. Where were they employed, John? They are employed at Omega, and the actual Omega factory. At the Omega Museum, right? Oh, the Omega
0: Museum. I'm sorry,
2: yeah, the museum. Yeah, there, there, there are three people involved in this, three people that were employed as a part of the Omega Museum. One of them, as I understand it, was the head of the Omega Museum. And... They they were the head of the arch- extracts the archives that provide this paperwork. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's basically some dude who's like, I got I got all the paperwork for this great stuff, and the and he sold it at the they they fixed they fixed the watch up they made it look exactly like it should look and then they sold it for three point five million basically
2: almost exactly the back was still wrong
0: no it was, the back was still wrong the
2: the mm-hmm. back of a later Seamaster f- from that vintage has the um, the, the sea monster on the back of it. And the early, early one that this one was supposed to be is not supposed to have that. Oh. And so the super fans that know this stuff were like, well, that's wrong. So this is super weird. People inside Omega that had resources to all of this history faked this watch mm-hmm. by, by franking it together from different pieces and aging it a little bit and making it be this thing. And then issued the paperwork to say, Hey, that's real. Yep. You got and to then look, gotta look it, at
0: this periscope. It's
2: hilarious. And then sold it back to freaking Omega. Yeah. You got to uh, look at this periscope post. Uh, so we'll put, so we'll besides the here. periscope post, which I want you to go into, I also want you to look at Orlonomics, which has an actual quote from Omega.
0: Yeah, they said uh they said like oh it's like uh, organized crime. Is yeah, they're they're, they're su- actually
2: going to pursue criminal charges against their three yeah. former employees. What? Yes. Oh yeah. This is it's a very, big this deal. This is a little confusing. Pretty
0: crazy. Well, what's what's confusing about it is
1: So Omega – it's not Omega. We're not – well, we're not accusing anyone. But, uh, this is not Omega's fault. It's the no. three employees, it sounds like. They it's rogue, the three pronounced? employees'
2: fault, but Omega purchased the watch. Omega purchased the watch presumably for their museum, right? They thought they were getting this great yeah. thing that they could hold on to as a part of their archive. They're right, allowed put it, to do put, that. It, put one there's in the vault. No,
1: there's nothing wrong with Omega buying an Omega watch at an auction because, oh, this belongs in the Omega Museum.
0: Exactly. Well, it's like they're okay. like they're like whatchamacallit. They're like uh, Indiana Jones. Right. Yeah. They but but so so um, and they and they purchased it at three million because that's what technically this piece would be worth if it were real. That's the biggest that's and, the steal.
2: You know, under normal circumstances, they aren't making anymore. Yeah. Except of course when they are, when yeah, they, Except When they when so, they what making. is the
1: fate of the three the three people who are they will be
2: uh, they will be forced to eat uh, <laughs> the, the the wheels of justice Groce- grind gl- slowly. Oh, the so the, the gears of justice grind cheese. slowly here, so it's going to take gonna a while to find out what their fate at? will actually be. Okay. But for sure, they lost their jobs yeah. and and are going to be facing some charges. Well, I mean, it's like, it's like they they can give the money back. It's not like
0: it's not like everybody's dead.
2: Well, well, I mean, giving the money back doesn't undo the crime, right? You, you can't just say, here's your 3 million back. Sorry, no harm, no foul. And, and walk away I from that, ch- right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, t- turn, 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 the other cheek. I say, yeah, say it, say it the Lord. Yeah. Turn this, turn this into an ethics podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is similar. If you have, do you guys ever read billionaires vinegar? No. This was a good book. A couple years ago, uh, this guy, Benjamin Wallace wrote it. I know him, um, And it's about like this famous bottle of wine that uh, Forbes, the guy who started Forbes, what's his name? Henry Forbes. Steve Forbes. Steve Forbes. Steve Steve Forbes, Forbes, yeah. Yeah. He bought this fancy bottle of wine that was like engraved with Thomas Jefferson's name on it. And it's like inside this thing. And he was, and he brought it to a party. He bought a bottle of wine. It was like a million dollar bottle of wine. Something completely nuts. Maybe a hundred thousand or something like that. I I don't think it was like that nuts, but uh, he brought it to a party and the bottle like shattered at the party. <laughs> so Steve Forbes is like, "Ah, I got lost my I lost my wine." But it's like you drop your iPhone. Oh man. Yeah, so, yeah, but it's like it's like $200,000 <laughs> $200, worth of plonk uh, that Steve lost. So he's he's lost he lost his wine and then they started investigating the wine and they and they came up to with a, with like kind of like this guy who would take take older bottles, acceptably old bottles like from yeah. like I don't know, basements somewhere like put him in like a pit with like frogs and everything to make the bottle look even older. And like, and he would sell it as, as whatever, like, I don't know, wine from the yeah. revolution or something. The, the like Monticello that. wine. Yeah. The Monticello wine. Um, so nobody could figure out if he was the actual one who to, to, was, if it was real or not. But this, this was a whole like big thing in the, in the wine industry a couple of years ago, or probably like two decades ago. So, Anyway, so fakes are everywhere. Everybody sucks, and I uh, mean, we should not buy from anybody. Well,
1: well that was my question: like, how If the factory is...
2: says it's real, then then yeah, at some point it's real, except that. Well, that's an interesting question. That's
1: very philosophical. Like who? Very philosophical. D- We've we discussed this many times. Like, what is real? We sound yeah.
2: like, like. And, and usually, we're discussing is, you know the Chinese genuine, things like that.
0: This is yeah. not a genuine Rolex, but it's for all, But if if Does everybody it believes it. Feels good feels if grand. the
1: Pope says it's okay the pope says then it's okay yeah who are we to judge if like if Omega gave it the stamp of approval then is that it you know
0: and that's uh, like what what is know. what is a real what is a real genuine right. article right I don't know well are isn't you,
1: that isn't that like uh, isn't that like a some like ancient Greek like if you take like a boat yeah. uh, Theseus ship yeah. there
2: you go yeah. Right, yeah. you know
1: exactly could you explain that I forget, I forget uh.
2: oh, okay so the 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 it, it, Theseus's ship or or my grandfather's hammer is is the same story and it's basically you know you' you're you're, you're I'll, I'll do the hammer example your grandfather has a hammer and right. You know, you use it for a number of years, you break the handle, you put a fresh handle on it. It's still the head of your grandfather's hammer. Therefore, it's still your grandfather's hammer. You leave it out in the rain and the head rusts and it falls apart a little bit. And so you get a fresh head for it, but it's got that handle on it still. So is it still your grandfather's hammer, even though the handle and the head have both been replaced?
1: Ah, that's a good that's point. A, that's a good question.
2: It's highly, that, that is, high, that is, you know, that's is, like a is, Zen koan. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the ship of Theseus was about. You know, yeah, you replace it, parts to service it over time. If you've replaced the whole thing, is, is it still it the, the same thing? ship? Yeah,
0: yeah. Huh. <laughs> Look, I think if 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 it gets if you get your jollies off it, then just buy it and enjoy it. And goddamn, and and don't buy don't buy a watch for three million dollars. Is the ultimate is the ultimate statement here? I mean, if you're if you're that into like. Do you need to, do you need to collect it? It's like these, these guitars for like $60,000. You really need a Les Paul that somebody like, I don't know, ashed into while they were, uh, while they were playing it. Uh, I don't know. House of blue
2: or no, what you would call it. Um, I mean, I've got a Les Paul that Les Paul played, but. Are you sure that it is? Well, he he autographed it to me. Okay. So he played it, but he, he I don't think he played guitar. Les Paul. Yeah. He played every Monday night at the Iridium Club in New York, dude. All right. Well, next time, well, if you can <laughs> uh, show, show me this Les Paul. I, um, I'll, I'll get it out next time. All right. What's our last topic? Modding. Modding. Watch modding. So I, I've, I've mentioned this before, and we've talked about things like Namoki mods before. I just thought I'd pull out a couple of watches. So for, for starters, this, if I'm holding it up here. Hey, look at that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yep, it looks, looks good. Looks good. That is an NTH version one case version one doesn't have crown guards with a gray bezel and a gray dial that are in there Look,
0: and uh, swapped
2: all that out i well this was originally a black dial amphion with a stainless steel silver bezel insert and so i have pushed parts around a number of times until i got this neat arrangement Hmm. and i thought so it's i'd like, show it's it off. like a lego
0: it's like a lego lego Tudor. basically i like yep. that
2: yeah, um, and over here, this. So this is is halfway through the process. This is a Seiko SKXO twenty three. Gotta flip it over.
1: It is upside down.
2: Uh, one of those things. Can't really see. Try it again. This, as they say, is a Seiko SKXO twenty three. And I'll it's pay got you three million dollars for it. <laughs> it's it's got a different bezel, a different crystal, and different hands.
1: Oh, I like the crystal
2: the crystal is a double dome from crystal times oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's really nice. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm very happy with the bezel. What I'm not happy with is the dial. So the next thing that's coming apart on it is going to be, it's going to get this dial.
0: Hmm. All right,
2: All right. Uh, has, has the thinner triangle and thinner indices. It's not nearly as maxi. And I, I, this is, this is the, uh, the coin edge bezel kind of thing that came off of it. See if I can get in focus there. Oh, yeah. I see. And what's interesting about this insert is you'll see that it's got both the fifteen minute marks marked as well as some marks between thirty and uh, forty five or something like that. Just which in is case, uh, oh, yes. super weird. Well, that's yeah. for that's for
0: that's for uh, making a brisket.
2: Exactly. So yeah, it's
0: a brisket timer.
2: It's it's the brisket timer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm at least going to change out the dial. I might change out the bezel insert. I'm not positive but it's a pretty happening little watch. I'm kind of happy with it. See? See what you can do, people, when you put your mind to it. You can, you can convince
0: Omega to spend $3 million on a watch, or you can make something pleasant for yourself and enjoy your life, like most, most people should be doing, as opposed to faking Speedmasters. This has been the Hour Time Podcast. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. I'm Nicholas Dalio. We shall see you next week.
1: Thank you for watching or listening to The Hour Time Show, the official podcast of wristwatchreview.com. If you'd like to help the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or like the video on YouTube. And make sure you're subscribed with the notification bell turned on so you know exactly when the latest episode is released. Episodes are usually published on Monday mornings, Eastern Time. If you'd like to hang out with John, Victor, and Nicholas, as well as the growing our Time community, please feel free to join our Discord. A link to the Discord is included in the description below, as well as in the episode show notes. Lastly, be sure to visit wristwatchreview.com and follow at wristwatchreview on Instagram for more fun watch content. Thank you, and have a great week.